Hello, I'm Janet Davis, and welcome to Food Plus Freedom, a solution-based podcast and website for freedom-loving people, where you get solutions about food, buying supplies, and finding freedom for your family without always being dependent on big government, big business, or big agriculture. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, visit our website at foodplusfreedom.com for more podcast articles, and don't forget to sign up for our free e-newsletter. You can find us on social media, both Twitter and Truth Social, at Food Plus Freedom. Podbean, we're at foodplusfreedom.podbean.com. And on Telegram, telegram.t.me slash food underscore plus underscore freedom. Today is October 3rd, 2023, and this is the fifth of seven for the series Mindset and Knowledge. Today, it's all about bartering. There's more to it than you think, and less to it than you might think about. Don't forget to stay until the end for the tip of the day. Now on with the show. So... What is bartering? What is the definition of bartering? Let's jump over to Webster Dictionary online. The definition online is to trade by exchange one commodity for another, to trade goods or services in exchange for other goods or services. Doesn't sound like they've changed the definition of bartering or barter to barter very much at all. I even looked in my 1991 unabridged dictionary that can't be changed because it is in print. Just to double check to make sure the definition had not been changed. The only thing that's different, or should I say added to it, there's quite a bit added, but in 1991, the Webster Dictionary acknowledged that the act or practice of carrying on trade by bartering is an exchange of good for goods, the former system of bartering has virtually ceased to exist, replaced by money economy. Think about that for a minute. Because of money in our mindset, we've completely gotten rid of the barter mentality and the barter definition, or have we? Now, let me give you my definition of barter. Bartering is when two people who are in agreement, and it could be more than two people, but they're in an agreement of exchanging something of value for something of value that both parties need. It could mean you're trading a chicken for your roof to be fixed. It could mean you're trading a camera for silver. It could be you're trading food for monetary money for whatever that society deems is money. But mostly what it means is you're exchanging goods or services 
without the government knowing about it. When you barter your bananas for the roof to be fixed, there's no paper trail for the government. When you barter some chicken feed for cash or coin, there's no paper trail. So basically, in my mindset, bartering is the act of getting goods, services, foods, supply, without the government being involved. You're taking the government out of the whole equation and giving the power back to the people to live their own lives. With that power, you're gaining freedom. The people involved with the barter decide the worth. How much is it worth for the rice? How much is it worth for that cow? How much is it worth for that electrician doing the work? There isn't anybody else saying, this is what it's worth. Because if you're hungry, that 50 cents worth of rice is worth a lot more than if you're not hungry. If you have no power and you need someone to come and rewire something, that rewire is worth more. And when you get two or more people connecting together to barter, you're creating a commodity, you're creating goods and services usually very locally, so that everybody is getting what they need and what they want, and there isn't any quote-unquote money going out. Though I do, in my definition of barter, say that you could be bartering with money or silver as well, but that doesn't mean you have to. Now, you may say, but we have to have money, and that's a yes, no, and maybe. I have read stories and listened to podcasts of people who have not had a bank and not had money in the sense of a debit card or a credit card, but they have had cash or they've been using um, like Bitcoin. So in that kind of explanation, unless you have a third person or a third party doing business for you between yourself and the government, you do technically need some sort of quote unquote money to be able to take care of those expenses. For instance, if you own a house, you have to pay property tax to the government. The government is not going to barter for your property taxes. Yes, you could technically barter a cow for someone for $3,000, take that $3,000 and barter it to the government because that's what your taxes are. And that's a mindset of looking at bartering because you're going to say, Janet, that's having money and spending money. Yes, it is. But we're talking about the mindset of how things shift from person to person. 
So you could technically use your barter power to get the cash you need to give to the government. And the government doesn't like when you use cash because they can't track it. They don't know what you're doing. Even though they try, they want it in your bank. They want to control you. So they've been pushing people to use debit and credit cards for years and years at a convenience. And through the pandemic, they even said there was a shortage of coins, etc., etc. We all know the routine. Now, what about the people who say that we just need to have enough money and we don't have to barter? If you're willing to stay within the centralization of supplies and services, you can do that to a point. If you have lots and lots of money, you can always buy your way in or out of anything. Money always talks. However, If you go down to a store and you need something and they are out of it because there is no supply or there is a supply chain break or there's been a tornado or fires and the supplies just never got there, all the money in the world will not make it so that you have the item you're missing. Yes, if you're willing to buy it from an individual, you now have a little more leverage because One, nobody has the product and people always want money. But if you're bartering and you've started a community of bartering people, then you might not even notice that things are gone in the stores because you're going to be working within your own circles, which isn't just your own people. You have your circle of people and someone has their circle of people and Everyone in their circle has a Radar O'Reilly who can find just about anything. Hopefully you've done some bartering in your time, or at least thought about it. But I'm going to bet most everyone listening has done some kind of bartering, if they realized it or not. Do you ever remember swapping a cool rock you found when you were a kid for another cool rock? that somebody else had? You were bartering. Did you maybe get an allowance from your parents for doing certain chores and you would turn around and pay your younger brother or sister to do that chore for you, but you paid them less? Yeah, that was bartering too. Bartering is really in our soul because we need things and we don't always have money in a monetary system. But what about now? How do you get started bartering now? That can be as simple or as complicated as you make it. I suggest starting with the people around you, your friends, your family. When you first start doing it, if you're not already bartering, they may look at you like you're a little nuts. When my kids were small, I used to watch a friend of mine's children for a couple hours a week, and then she would watch my children a couple hours a week. And yes, this was bartering. I watched hers for free. She watched mine for free. We each got a couple hours in the week to get away to do grocery shopping or whatever we needed to do without kids. You can start something as simple as that. 
if you have other commodities, like maybe you have chickens and you have eggs, and you know that a friend of yours that's in town doesn't have that, but they make the best banana bread, approach them and say, hey, I have extra eggs and you make the best banana bread. Can I barter with you eggs for banana bread? They may look at you kind of funny the first time, but you open that door to back and forth bartering so everybody is starting to get what they need. Plus, you're opening the door that you're willing to barter. You're opening up the door to get away from big business, big government, and big agriculture. And once that door opens, you don't know where it might go. Once you get over that hurdle of getting people to barter with you, or you bartering with them, or opening the door, is worth. How do you decide what you have is worth versus what you want is worth? Because if you're growing something like chickens, maybe your chickens on the market are worth $20 a piece. You're still in that monetary mindset which is something you have to keep when bartering, but remove yourself from it because it is not the main part of how you get your goods and services, but it's all we know for how to judge things. So instead of saying, well, my chicken's worth $20, I want $20 worth of pork, and you swap it, you may look at it and say, okay, I want 20 pounds of pork and they want 20 pounds of chicken. Is pork worth more than chicken? It might be out on the open market or if you're going to sell it to someone. But if what you need is 20 pounds of pork and they need it to 20 pounds of chicken, you could just do a swap. You both got what you want. Now, if it's deemed that the pork is worth more than the chicken, maybe you'll get 15 pounds of pork for 20 pounds of chicken. But again, the two parties get to decide what is fair and what isn't fair. Now that you're getting the bartering mindset, it's time for you to start bartering. What is something or some things that you would like to obtain, get, need, but you don't want to put out the cash for it. What is something that you have that you might be able to barter with somebody else? One-to-one -one bartering is much easier than if you're bartering something to somebody to get something to give to somebody else. I mean, that's just obvious. So you start simple. Then think of the people you could approach to barter. And it could be very simple as you went to a festival, you know somebody likes caramel popcorn, you picked up their favorite caramel popcorn, but you know that they have eggs, so when you go to bring them the popcorn that they said they wanted you to get, go, how about I just barter you for duck eggs? 
instead of cash. They'll probably look at you and say, sure, here, here you go. But start thinking of the people you can start bartering with. Your family is a really good place to start. Now, if you're going to start bartering with one of your parents, most likely they're going to be like, oh no, you can just have it. And that's where you need to say, nope, mom or dad, I want to barter with you. And if they roll their eyes, they'll probably still just do it so that you can get the experience to do it. That experience of bartering makes it so that it becomes second nature. And then you start doing more and more bartering and you don't even realize it. Maybe someday you can make it so that you're bartering or growing all your own food. Or you're bartering so you never have to mow your lawn. Or you're bartering for that great banana bread because you just don't make a very good banana bread. Whatever it is, you can do it. So start thinking how you can barter, who you can barter with, and just start doing it. This is Janet Davis. Thank you for listening to Food Plus Freedom, a solution-based podcast for freedom-loving people. Remember, whoever controls your food and supplies controls you. Hang on for the tip of the day. Today's tip of the day is from Don't Forget to Read the Ingredients. Sometimes I read an article and I want to prove it wrong. And in this case, that's what I wanted to do. You know, we're running out of certain supplies, but manufacturers aren't telling us and we're not being told what percentage of anything in our food is really our food versus a filler. Do you know what's in butter or how you make butter? It's a very simple process. You need cream and maybe salt. That's it. You take the cream, put it in a blender, blend it up until it becomes whipped cream. And then you keep the blender going until it turns into butter. And then you have to wash it. There's a little more to the washing, but that's it. The last time I was at the grocery store and picked up a pound of butter, the ingredients were cream, salt, and natural flavoring. I'm thinking natural flavoring for what? Is it natural flavoring of butter or natural flavoring of salt? Because there should be nothing else in my butter. But here's this ingredient, natural flavoring. And I'm betting, and I could be wrong. And please email me at support at foodplusfreedom.com if you know any information. But I am betting they're starting to use natural flavoring in our food as a filler. It's a certain percentage that they can put into our food. And I'm going to have to look up what it was. It used to be less than 1% or 2%. I'm going to guess it's higher than that. And they can just put it in there. So regardless how you eat or how you're striving to eat, read your labels to see what's in your food because they're changing them. There is no natural flavors in butter. 
Butter is the natural flavor. If you didn't know before, now you do. Until next time, grow food, buy local, and be free.